0: Hi, I'm John. Yeah, I'm Colin. And I'm Gunny. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up.
1: Are you shook up? Are you nervous? Sir, yes, sir. Do I make you nervous? Sir? Sir? What, were you about to call me an asshole?
2: My thoughts drift back to erect nipple wet dreams about Mary Jane Rotten Crotch and the great homecoming fuck fantasy. I'm so happy that I'm alive. In one piece. and short. I'm in a world of shit, yes. But I'm alive, and I am not afraid.
0: I am in a world of shit. Enjoy Cue your shit. That. Cue <laughs> Cue the song. theme song. You are pukes.
2: You are the lowest form of life on Earth. You are not even human fucking fear You are nothing but unorganized, ribastic pieces of amphibian shit. You
1: slimy scumbag, get on your face and give me 25. It's my rifle, this is my gun. This is for fighting, it's for fun. It's my rifle, this is my gun. This is for and it's for fun.
0: All right. 87. Giving them maybe one last chance, Mr. Stanley Kubrick. Can you appeal to... This is it. Us... <laughs>
1: Please, (laughs) this is it, sir. This is it. This is. I will. I will not. If this is not good, I will not watch Eyes Wide Shut. I refuse. (laughs) Maybe we have nineteen Paths of Glory. Maybe (laughs) Paths of Glory.
0: We have nineteen eighty-seven. Full Metal Jacket, Born to Kill, Peace. Stanley Kubrick directed. Also uh, teed up the screenplay with. Mike, her, and Gustav Hasford. Uh, based on a short story, The Short Timers, and we got Matthew Modine, and probably his biggest role ever. Adam Baldwin, not of the Baldwins. Vincent D'Onofrio, Lee Ermey, Dorian Hayward, Alice Howard. A couple other faces you would no like, no doubt recognize. Yeah, there's English. Thank you, thank you. I'm famous for my words.
2: You do got words.
0: It was made for... Some wide ranges being thrown around, maybe sixteen to thirty mil, took back a little over a hundred across the world. Um yeah, it was on the uh not later part of uh Kubrick's career, but like mid 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 a little bit more than midpoint, I guess. For I how many mids, I just well, what, how
1: many movies did he make after this? Eyes Wide Shut. Well,
0: Eyes Wide Shut.
1: And that's it. Then he died.
0: Hmm. I thought it. maybe there was at least one more in No, the
1: this is, this is like Kubrick I mean this is one of his last ones So I'll we'll have to look at his list But I'm fairly sure The only other movie he made after this Was Eyes Wide Shut It was in like 2000 or 99 Yeah It was like 12 years late 12 years after this Hmm Yeah, we will get to the end Well Oh, are you going to continue the summation?
0: Oh, you want me to do that? Alright Alright <laughs> We could do that. (laughs) This movie is kind of two stories, but they are connected by the Joker. Um, We have a bunch of recruits going to Paris Island. They're going to go through some Marine training. We got Gunny played by Arlie Army, who was made famous by this role. Apparently he was a um, technical advisor and just was like this is how you would do it and he and kubrick were like you just do it And he's like yeah okay and he does and he's one of the best parts of this movie anyway uh he's hard on the boys uh which include cowboy and joker and um pile gomer pile snowball snowball as well yeah yeah all the boys made it um anyway they go through hard training and military training is very tough Uh, And one uh, person, Lawrence uh, Pyle, just doesn't do very good and uh, Gunny can't whip him into shape so he gets the boys to whip him into shape and something in his bread, uh, yeah his bread, that's what I said, something in his head snaps and off he goes to La La Land taking um, the Gunny with him. And then we follow Joker in a few little bit later days, years, weeks, whatever it is and he's in Da Nang and he's writing for Stars and Stripes. And um, the Tet Offensive, I think it's um, um, getting things going around the same time. So the Vietnamese soldiers are starting to fight back and things get a little aggressive. They got to get into the shit. Rafter Man wants to see some shit. They go see some shit. And uh, they get to experience some crazy things. It's pretty much this movie, Vietnam in a nutshell. Um, Very different take on Vietnam um, this is really about the, the soldier's experience, a soldier's experience going through the war. So it's not a, um, not like platoon where it's following, you know, the war and the politics behind it. And should we be here or not in the different classes? This is really about one man's kind of journey through some crazy, crazy shit.
1: Yeah. This wasn't about the war. It was about, it was about the, humanity. It was how humans, but people, man, it's how, how humans, make another human being be able to kill someone like And that wasn't in them when they got there. So like, how do they fucking do that? It's super relevant and scary watching it today. Um, I, I was more affected by the, the first half of this movie than I've ever been before. I think.
2: Mm. What about it?
1: Just the abuse that, that these men are taking. They'll they'll be ever changed after this in a a negative way after going through that training. Like they're not going to go home and ever be normal just after the training and then they go fight. So like that's going to be compounded. It just breaks them down to their and then molds them into what they want them to be, which is killers. It's very fucking weird.
2: Well, they want them to be a machine. They want them to act in unison and without question that's what they're doing is but when they go home and like hold
1: their kid and stuff they're still that guy like you've ever changed them that's the fucked up part
0: i think that's what this that's what this movie does so well is is you know like band of brothers you get to see their training and they're ripped on by their leader and they're better men for it at the end of the day um so you know we've seen a few things like this and anyone who has personal experience with with either personal or someone they know that's been through the military, the training very much is designed to do that. I think people, to an extent, know what they're getting into these days. That you're we're gonna break you down, but we're gonna build you back up into something better. And this movie shows that really, really well. And what I find so interesting about it is, like Gunny is awful, and like so he's mean. Maybe he's fair. Maybe he's over the top. Like we we know he's a little over the top. They have to be right in order to to be more um a little more crazy to keep the people on edge so um obviously lawrence ends up going nutty for whatever reason being too much pressure or he already had uh, maybe a mental illness or something so he was easily more easily pushed over um but what ends up happening at the end of the day is that gunny gets killed but he did his job lawrence was a badass soldier he got him trained right so so I think that's that's what makes the first half of this movie so interesting to me is that I understand what's going on. It's still hard to watch. Um, and you're watching a guy do his job uh, and get, get killed for it in a situation you could totally be like, yeah, I can, exa- I can see exactly how that would happen. How do more people not snap?
2: My understanding is that those guys are deliberately trying to be hated as a way to unify the guys. They are just so hard, and they create themselves, or they they um mold themselves into this this monster figure, right? Or this like this this ultimate um, um nemesis, and then all the guys together, you know, they kind of forget all the differences within them and fuck focus on that guy. So I think he does a fantastic job of that. I don't think they're that hard on people now like as I, far as I like don't punching know about that shit? though. That's
1: that's why watching this. I was just like I don't know if this shit's gone away. Like this is still me. this is probably still the fundamentals.
2: It, it may very well be, I
1: really can't speak to that. That's what's all. fucked up watching it today.
0: But then it, if it if it's still being done, likely it's it's just weird to say, but likely it's for a reason. Like if you think about what you're sending these people out to do, you can't have cheaters and half-assers out there standing next to you. So it's like it's got to be that rough maybe.
1: But they don't weed them out. The problem is my, what I was saying when we were watching it is the way it should be is they weed out the people who they shouldn't push over that point and the people who like embrace it and you see them excel, you know their personality type is better suited for this because those other people are not, get, you're going to train them, break them and turn them turn turn them into something that their families and friends are going to hate, and then they're going to hate themselves, and they're probably not going to be a good soldier anyway. Like, a why of, would you? A do lot of
2: people. A lot of people really, um, really praise that that component of the military, saying that it really like like made them understand and appreciate structure and discipline, and they actually like a lot of people are like like people don't go home like not everyone that just hits boot camp goes home a changed man and they're all of a sudden this broken person like it's not that significant like it would be something you remember all your life and it would have a molding effect but i don't think the trauma is there i think what if this is what it is
1: though if this is what it is then yeah it is i think i
2: mean they grind you down
1: they grind you down until you're nothing and then they like put this component into you which is like a component that is not But who
2: really, who really gets gets bad
0: treatment here, except for Pyle? Well, it's yeah, like it's. it's, He was punching. Is it torture if you subject yourself to it? He punched that guy. He punched. But they were conscripted in
2: Vietnam, I think.
0: Yeah, uh, I think in a lot of cases, which is why they weren't throwing people out either. This was Vietnam; they weren't kicking anyone out. Like once you get to the Marines, like. That or, or if you're going for army or whatever, like at a certain level, you're not going to get kicked out. You're going to get put through with the grunts. Right. And off you go. Like you're not going to be getting special duties. That's for sure. So I think that's why, like, they're just putting everybody through here. They, yeah. they, it they just do, turns out that
1: they, they do such a good job of establishing it, too, because um when he's his lowest, when he's his absolute lowest and everybody hates him, that's when they give him the gun. And that's when they teach him to shoot. And you see him like... You see that like... There's no point of return for his character. And now they give him something new to to focus on. They give him
2: the gun earlier.
1: No, but they what I'm saying is... They give it to them early start, in the training. They, they get around the firing range. And, and he's shooting. And, and all of a sudden he's like... He's good at that. And then all of a sudden gets rewarded for being good at that. The first time he's been there, like is to be able to use this deadly weapon like as fucking accurately as possible. Yeah, then I don't... And he uses it. I don't believe it's it the them. first
2: time that they're out at the shooting range. I know that it sounds like that by the it's way that say it. It's the way that it's
1: it. edited. Yeah, well, the story that he told, it made it seem that way. But you're yeah, right. He they says, we finally
2: found something you're good at. I think that he became good at it. Like everything yeah, I know. else, right?
0: They had the rifles at an early stage and they were getting to know them and sleep with them and name them. I but I, I, uh, yeah. I would I would say they would not let them out on the firing range until a bit into the training, but yeah, the movie makes it a little bit tough to know. It does seem like it's it doesn't like they have the guns, but they don't shoot until that scene where piles. Yeah, they shooting, love their
1: guns and they have a relationship with them, they can put them together. That that's kind of just how he edited it. I think Brent's correct. They probably Today, at least, would fire the weapon much sooner than say three or four weeks into training. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you don't want to give people weapons until. I got to feel like shooting
2: is just a constant part of training. But again, I have fucking zero idea actually. But I mean, if your job is to shoot things accurately, every day you're out there shooting. You do some schoolwork, you go fucking run, and then you shoot things.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, I just, I, I just feel like it's a really scary, like, nobody denies that they do this. They, I'm sure no, everybody- No, it.
0: There's TV shows on it. Yeah,
2: that SEALs shit is, is way worse than this.
1: This is the worst example of it though. Uh, this is the, the, I mean, as a movie, no one's done it better than this movie. That's what's so no, good. No, this is- this, this is, is a good
0: 45, 50 minute segment dedicated to yeah, someone, old, Well, I, a unit's bad own, experience. I think G.I.
1: Jane
2: did it okay, didn't they? That,
1: yes, but uh, but not, yeah, I for mean, SEAL th- training. but so anyway, this movie, <laughs> Sorry, though, Colin. The, the first half though, the first, the first, that first chunk, you could have cut 10 minutes out of there and made that the first act. Yeah. Um, it was a little too long you didn't need so much like we we got it like we don't need the fifth time he's me in the pile you could have edited that way down and then you could have that be the 30 minute point the first act and then when they go to war is the second and third act Uh, i think it would have been better as good as it it already was It's it's a little just a little too long yeah today
2: no i agree it it feels the way that it's broken up it feels like kind of two different stories Yep. like like two episodes right of like a two-part miniseries or something and yeah. that I I'm conflicted by that because part of me likes it because I I view the story as um like really just like a like a beginning to end kind of of this Squad, you right? set up
1: you you set up Modine in an interesting way, right? Because there's a lot of the save the cat the moments with him in the beginning of the movie. They focus more on Pile, but like yeah. you like him. He's nice to Pile. He doesn't want to hit him with the soap. He you know like he, he tries to. He help sure
2: him. does. He hits him more yeah. than anybody he else. he Doesn't want yeah. to though.
1: He hesitates. It's because he can him. see
2: him. It's because he's looking at him.
1: No, yeah. because he's not mean. He he's been no. helping
2: him. In, that he wouldn't hit him four times if that's why
1: he has. To. I think they he was taking out his frustration, but he might have I, I, doing that too. Yeah,
0: I took that as he was he like he didn't want to. Like, he was sorry it had to happen, but he's like, but fuck you, Lawrence. Why
1: well, no, not not yeah. But anyways, yeah. the training, the getting him over the barriers, and him fixing his clothing and stuff all the time. I, he it, there's a lot of save the cat in there for him. So then when we follow him in the second part of the movie, then I'm then it kind of feels very seamless the way he did it. I think he did a really good job of doing that. Tra- tra- transitioning from Pyle to him.
0: It's, I, I don't feel like Modine is obviously the main character. I but mean, he he's is. the first
2: guy with lines when they're all lined up in that place. And then he does the John he Wayne. Has
1: vo- he has voiceover. He reads out of his book or his yeah. uh, diary.
0: Oh, you're right about that. I don't know, but we spend a lot of time with Pyle. We spend a lot of time with, with uh, Gunny.
1: But they're they're gone after like, not even halfway through the movie.
0: No, I know that. It just it doesn't feel like it's always Joker's movie.
1: No, that's what I mean. Is he does a nice trans- way of transitioning from the pile and gunny and mixing Modine in there enough that when it goes to him, to me, I think it's okay. It kind of feels like it's okay.
2: No, I like, like that too. The beginning feels like it's going to be something um like more squad. One yeah. movie, right? And you get to know yeah.
1: Cowboy and Snowball and all those other guys. They, yeah, they, enough. You see them later, and things happen with those characters later as well. So that actually kind of works really well too.
2: Yeah. Did you notice that everyone that gets close to Joker dies? No. Well, except for Rafterman. Actually, I take it back. Yeah. Rafterman, Rafterman is not. like. I don't know, man. I find this movie to be like, it seems kind of like a weird, maybe it's weird anti-war. And then Rafter Man, like maybe he represents this fucking like woo pro. That's, he's like, that's he wants to go shoot and you're waiting for the cliche of when a guy gets his kill and then he's like, he's like, God's that, he has that realization that like I've taken a life. And the horror and, like, just the impact of it. But the first time he shoots somebody or those two guys that are running across the alleyway, he's so jazzed. He's, like, looking around to see if anyone noticed, right? Yeah. And then when he shoots that guy uh, saving Joker, he, again, is, like, you know, screaming and, like, you know, doing the Joker. Bantha fucking thing with his gun from Star Wars or whatever.
1: The other thing that me and John noticed or The sand people is, or whatever. The other thing me and John noticed too is... um. Uh Joker actually kills like ten dudes.
2: Yeah, he quietly when, is a super badass. When yeah. he
1: when they're taking the base he has a sixty, so so um John, like John was saying, when when there is the ending where he has to kill that woman, which we'll talk about in a bit, and I got a lot to say about that. Um he uh it's just the first time it's ever been really close. Like, you know, face to face. He's shot people from a di- well. He he had that gate. He was like everyone away at the gate, but they're like really far away. But that would have been the first close quarters kill for him. Yeah, that's why that's such a big deal, right?
0: Yep. I
2: th- yeah, I mean, it's also like a young woman,
1: and it's a woman. Yeah,
0: teenager. It looked to me, but yeah.
1: But I was saying, I would have. For me, that would have been much easier. To shoot because, her? because yeah, because she was suffering. like me too. I, I, as soon as soon as they said I could, do, as soon as they said she. Anyone that I heard mean,
2: that that has killed somebody would be like, "How dare you even like take that that lightly?" <laughs> but I would like to think that in that situation, as
1: Colin Yeah, goes, if it was the, a horse or a dog, you do the same thing immediately. So why would you not yeah, do that well, for a human being? A human being, you do that. Why the hell? Please, if anyone sees me doing. Either of you guys <laughs> take me out right away. Don't hesitate. shoot me. Right well, I mean, the head. try to get what get me medical help.
2: Give me medical no. help.
1: Well, not if I'm like that. Not if I was shot three times in the center mass with a what an AK-47. She no. was shot no. right, more was than saying. three
2: times. I was surprised well, she was breathing as long as she did.
1: So take yeah. me out, baby. That's all I'm saying.
0: I'll take you out, no worries.
1: <laughs> Johnny? i want you to uh, say it. <laughs> I'll
0: I'll do my best. I see. <laughs> I'll I'll do my best. Oh, you're it like saying in that situation. Are
1: you like are you like him?
0: I just think it it would be hard. I mean, the end of this movie, that scene is like insane in a little powerful. way because it it is yeah, powerful. Yeah, like you, you try and see it from the different angles. Like he he's not a he says he's a killer throughout the whole movie, but you can tell like by his demeanor at stars and stripes that he's a little bit more casual. He has a he he has like a um, a dark cynical view of the war and everything. His constant jokes and his his interview with the press, which I love. You know, I wanted to meet strange and exotic people and kill them.
2: <laughs> well, dude, but if you look at Joker. That's his total duality, right? Is the fact yeah. that he walks that line. Like you look at his hat, right? His hat says "Born to Kill" or his his fucking uh, lid or his, whatever you call it. His his helmet. Yeah. Yep. And then he has the peace button on, right? Like yep. Joker represents like, I don't know if you want to call it, like the walk in contradiction or the, the cognitive dissonance of like the soldier of probably every soldier. Right. Like yeah. they say that really well in fucking um, thin red line when he's looking at that one guy that's like dead and half buried and he yeah. can hear like he can hear the, the, the dead um, Japanese guy speaking to him yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah. he's like, you know, do you think that you're better than me? Do you think that you live well? He's like no that I did too, right? I think that yeah. there's a lot of those realizations happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like we already talked about that Joker does. So I read a book, um I think it's actually called On Killing and it's by a a colonel from the army and he writes about um the psychology of of being a soldier and um you know, pulling the trigger and in what different scenarios and he bra- he basically breaks it down from like drone, drone kills where you're like flying on a computer screen. You don't see, you see kind of an outline, but it's on a screen. So you can distance and disassociate yourself from it Mm -hmm. Um, all the way up to like close and impersonal, like bayonet or knife kills and things like that. And how those are like the toughest and have the the most impact on, on regular people anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And that they found out that like units were always like the best mortar units and machine gun units because all the three people or two people can share the share the the mental anguish of having to take a life yeah I guess until you disassociate so in this one I I know that Joker is already killed but to be up this close and personal and like be have the pistol and like know like there's not a hundred guys also shooting at the gate so you don't know maybe I got that guy maybe I didn't this is like boom and then like after it's done and he's like there and kind of shock and everyone kind of you know they're like wow man fucking awesome hardcore man and then I don't know at that point I'm just like what the fuck would be running through your head like she just tried to kill you she tortured some of your buddies before she off them so but then you invaded her country and then <laughs> you tried to shoot her in the back and then you did and then she got around and then you just fucking put a bullet in her face uh, that just must be a crazy thing to do so yeah this at the end of that that's the whole scene through this movie it just has me speechless
2: it's a tough thing it's definitely it's a, lot going a, going on. A, a tough situation. And there is a lot going on.
1: I just feel like my very first and only thought would be she's suffering. We have to kill her and I would kill her. Like that, like, because she's suffering. And the longer we talk about it, the longer she suffers. And, she, but then like and just, no, one's, no doctor is fixing her. But like, just
0: a moment ago, like just a few moments ago, she killed your buddies. And then like a few moments ago, even shorter, you were in a rage trying to kill her. I wouldn't and even then be all of a sudden it, it's it's over. And then you maybe you're right. like, like, does anyone deserve to die? I don't know. Like, I can see why it would be why it would be tough. I'm
1: just I'm not I'm just saying I'm there's different people out there. So I, like if Matthew Modine and they do try and make him like more a person who's more um, intellectual, like looks at the word intellectually, right? Like it, his character, the reason why his character was the B symbol And uh, it says born to die on his, born to kill on his hat. It's because he's being ironic. Like, there's like no two ways about it. So that's just what he's doing. So, but even if he's leaning
0: towards the born to kill, he's not like animal mother. No, no. It like savage, right?
1: What I'm saying is, is if you're in the if you're training people like the way they are training people, what you would see is you'd see someone like that guy and and matthew modine and you go and and as the training progresses you'd be like oh god no you'd have psychiatrists and stuff be like no no no, this (laughs) you shouldn't be here you don't this is like you don't want to be here but this other person's like thriving in that environment and like is like becomes really good like these are the types of guys who go into the navy seals and into the higher training right they embrace that shit they love it and it, yeah, it, it, sure. But yeah. you don't want to send other people who are not that way down that full road to the end. I don't think.
0: Well, you don't want I to, agree. but you have I to. I think you need to. Right?
1: I think they need to evaluate people and say, you know what, this this isn't for you.
0: They do, but uh, the standard is like pretty low. No, but
1: I'm not saying make them quit or kick them out. I mean, take them aside and say we are not going to go further any further with this training.
0: I, I just machine. don't think they have that luxury. But I understand what you're saying. Like, I, that's, you're well, it's talking about be the something ideal. better than this. Ideally, you this have soldiers who want to be in your army. Like, we offer great education and post-secondary support. They're like, great, I'll fight for you for two years. Here you go. Fair exchange. Thank you. And I love my country. I want to go. Yes, good. Not like, do farm boy. Um, You know. What
1: are you, you saying with the farm boy? <laughs> <laughs> well, like... It tends uh,
0: one to be lower wanted-
2: income people go to the military. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah and then, then it is. And then you Un- have people unfor- it's unfortunate. Then you have people like Lawrence, and this is something I wanted to talk about, Leonard um Pyle. Right. Um so is he uh is he like the water boy where he's just lived a sheltered, simple life? Or does he have a learning or or like is he on the spectrum and um, that's where it all kind of goes wrong for him what's what's your guy's take on, on i think it's
2: so. i think it's a little water boy syndrome i think that he's i don't think that he's um like i don't think that he's i think that he's just a clumsy kind of simple guy i don't think that he's necessarily like i think he's probably of average or just below i q right mm-hmm. and it's just not his thing it's just like he just does not have I mean he ends up having it but there's a lot of stuff I think from his upbringing water boy like that would have made him just not hard enough to be able to stand the training whereas you can see like most other guys I mean not, they wouldn't fucking like it but they'd hang in there
1: Yeah no exactly what Brent said I I think he's water boy too but this is a perfect example I mean they give you the example in the movie it's the whole point of the movie that character like you said did not have the defenses to properly handle what he was being thrown at him there. He was not prepared for that. And it broke him. And then and then he ended up killing his fucking the guy who be- made him that monster. So these are the people you have to recognize and say, this is and, going to be dangerous if we do this to this person.
2: And Joker does recognize it. He mentions to Cowboy, he thinks he's a Section 8. Yes. which I believe which I believe is the insanity, right?
1: But yeah. it's too late at that point. Once they become that, you don't want them to get. But that Joker far. can
2: no. Of course, you definitely don't. But Joker at that point has an obligation to like report. Yes. And Gunny probably doesn't do anything. But maybe you take it up, right? Um. Mm.
1: Or, or uh, fuck, I don't. Yeah, because Gunny's that. just like he's a killer. Yeah, that's what I made him into.
2: Yeah, Gunny's trying to break people. So when they look fucking
1: defeated and broken, he's. Doing his but job. John has now a different look, opinion on this though, Johnny. I do.
0: And you know what? Either way this goes, if he's like the Water Boy or like I think, which is that he's he's on the spectrum, um the sa- the outcome is the horrible same, right? Like it's awful, this person got pushed to their past their limit and it ended very badly, and that, that could go either way. So it this doesn't change any way that I feel about the movie, except it just seemed to me like you know if he was just a, a poor boy from from the middle of nowhere um he'd still likely be able to like learn um at a pace that just exceeds what I we see lawrence doing uh and i think if he was if he was just that that kind of like backwards kind of guy after a, like a couple of whipping sessions he'd be like i get it and i'm i'm like i'm now done and instead it just seems to be time after time like pants down sucking his thumb can't get it done here like we see a lot of these scenes and and it hints that there's much more than this in between going on and just which is why they needed to edit it and (laughs) and how vince and how vince d'onofrio plays it at times um like when he's with joker and he's like "Hey, look at the gun and, and and other things like that too it just makes it seem like it's past like he's like he is like a child mind and I just feel I think like it's
1: yeah, he, his performance, I, I understand the parts of his performance that you, but I honestly just think it's like Brent said, it's a lower IQ and he was raised in the middle of nowhere, doesn't know anything about anything. And so that's why yeah. he can't stop smiling. That's what the good writing and the directing is when he's smiling and he can't stop, no matter how bad that he screams at him, he has no idea how to react to conflict. That's why yeah, he's smiling. Until he gets choked. Like He's never, his mother, <laughs> Choke yourself. his mother told him he was a special boy his whole life and he lived in a swamp somewhere and then now this guy's screaming at him and he, and he can't stop smiling. That's why I think you're wrong. Or, sorry, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's why my opinion, my opinion of his default interpretation, my <laughs> inter- interpretation of the character I think is different. Like I, that's, to me, is really smart right? Yeah.
0: yeah, and, it, and it, that it can go either way and doesn't really change a bunch with the, with the movie is, is really great. Um, and you are wrong, withdrawn. The reason why I disagree...
1: <laughs> it's just that your interpretation is flawed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's, dif- it's different than my interpretation. <laughs> um,
0: and um, I, think, I think D'Onofrio, for the most part, does a really good job as Pyle. Um, I thought he did just, a great job. I feel like at the very end, when yeah. he was losing it in the bathroom, uh, he, he, how much his brain appeared to have popped at that point. I don't know. I questioned he he laid into that one pretty thick, I'd say, by the end of it, um, with how slow and like <clears throat> it just was a little bit too much, like if he had played that more just like scary and tense. That might have come off a little bit better like Lawrence with a little bit more clarity but like as, as much sinister. And then after he shoots Gunny then he can do the crazy like <laughs> and then put his gun in the mouth for one of the most graphic suicide by gun scenes you'll ever see in a movie. That shit was fucking intense Yeah,
1: too. I agree with John. His, his performance and it's not his fault. It was Kubrick who wanted it. His performance and the camera angles and the way he looks like a demon and stuff is way over the top. The problem with it is is they try and make it this the music and the darkness and that they try and make it it sinister and then and then the echoing of the gun they shouldn't have done that they should have played this super realistic and straight it should have been very very there should have been no music like there's lots of times where there's you i think you just play the scene out and like as realistically as possible, but they I don't like the way that it was acted. I don't like the way it was directed. And I didn't like the music either.
2: Plays it straight, walks in, and then he says,
1: Give me sugar with
2: water. (laughs) (laughs) And water. (laughs) Sorry.
0: For some reason, that line is locked into my head with D'Onofrio. It's it's D'Onofrio's second best role next to this. (laughs) So, so like, do you think,
1: Brent? What what was your opinion of the, that whole scene where he goes into the bathroom with the flashlight?
2: I mean finds him? they they are they are uh foreshadowing that stuff with him earlier. I mean they're not even foreshadowing, they're just like showing you cuz he's doing all that fucking eel face with like that. Yeah. You know, and the angle they're shooting him at and stuff like that. I'd have taken like all that out. Yeah. I I don't disagree. That stuff's maybe a little over the head. Um, It makes
1: it more realistic the other way too. I don't mind seeing him lose it though.
2: Like I do Mm want to see, I do want to see him transition.
1: Yep. But not like that though. You don't have to have the super over the top shit. Like you think about taking. No, no, no. I agree. I agree with that. It would still be, it would still be there. It would still be in the performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a good good example. Yeah. Sorry, Brent. Um, a good example is they'll show Pyle sitting on the bleachers with everybody, and it's a group shot, and you see Pyle's not participating. He's staring ahead with the drooling look, and then it cuts to a close-up of him and pans in closer on his face, and it's like, no, stop it, too much. I saw him there in the crowd, yeah. and I got that he was not part of the group anymore.
1: Yeah, just pull it back.
0: Yeah, that, that's it. It just, it just yeah. It and could, that's
1: it You're totally kind right. Just real doing real-
2: that and then having him sit there, sorry, Colin, having him sit there and maybe like without the fucking over you know reaction face just maybe like a simple like just staring into nothingness, like with like this you know with this hollow stare like maybe he's got that thousand yard stare already but without ever seeing action right and then you just see that he's disconnecting and then that's enough yeah i i don't disagree i mean it doesn't break it for me it wasn't something that i really thought about when i was watching it but I yeah. agree with you looking back, but um, it would be
1: so much stronger. It would be so much stronger because it wouldn't be over the top and it would just feel more a little more realistic because there's parts of it that do feel really realistic. But then that other stuff he take he tries to heighten it. It does not need to be heightened. The subject if it was matter. Subtle,
2: it wouldn't be Kubrick. Uh,
1: I think it would be. I mean, I think it would be a better film. It would be minor editing. It would be Maybe minor a better editing. film.
2: But I don't
0: think Kubrick does subtle very very obviously. It's
1: not The Shining, Kubrick. Yeah, I mean The Shining in this, or the movies he made back to back. So are so, there's a lot of that in here. I know. I just, it bothered me a little this time. I don't think it ruined it for me though but yeah. the but i would have preferred the ending to not be so it was, operatic and dramatic it happens a few you?
0: times with him it's, it's a, it was speed bumps at most for me it didn't ruin really mm-hmm. anything cuz it's it, it's not like you they went in a different direction than you thought they were going to that kind of horrible thing mm. it's like it just yeah it was just a little bit much man pull it, it back it, pump it, the, the brakes the subject dude. matter is <laughs> so
1: relevant today with what's going on in ukraine with russia and like now, they're talk. There's like talking about more, more like countries like invading other countries. Like watching this like was so impactful this time, just because of kind of where we are in history right now. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. And then that disturbed you guys
2: because I've watched a million movies with you guys, war movies, and never had um, the responses that I was hearing yesterday after this. I knew that it would be provoking. It seemed like there was real, real impact here. To you guys watching this flick and i i I feel like maybe it's the the geopolitical way of things right now that's making that that extra stress seep into you
1: i also just think it's really i think it's really (laughs) something that needs to be needed to be said and it needs to be remembered is this is what we do to human beings so that they can kill other human beings like let's not forget that this is what's going on and like should this be going on this way if it is still going on this way should should there be some reform in this? Because yeah, like the suicide rates in the military are quite high. If I'm yeah. not mistaken.
2: Well, and I don't know about the way it is globally, but um, I see a ton of news about American military and it seems like the aftercare from once you're in there is uh, neglected not good at best. So, yeah. I mean, that's it's a tough fucking life man and people that enter it I know some people that have been in there I'm sure everyone does and a lot of them um, unfortunately going over and doing the job of being a soldier is unfortunately pretty much like ruined a lot of these people's lives effectively right
0: yeah it doesn't even always come down to like did you have to shoot anyone or fight anyone it's like getting shot at yeah. or knowing someone or being with someone who is who is wounded or killed is it's just gotta be like crushing And then you got to get up and go back to work the next day. Right. It's like, okay, we're in a war. So off we go.
1: Because this is how I kind of the point I was trying to make is like if you're a paramedic and you have to go to a car crash and there's like, you know, someone's died. You you're a certain type of person who picked that job and went through the training and wants to do that and can handle it. These guys are going over to war and then seeing the same types of things, people burning in cars, dead people. And they're not equipped to deal with it.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's, that's And they for didn't sure.
1: choose it. They you know, they either volunteered because they didn't have any money or a lot of them didn't have options. It's tough. Which is man. the
2: unfortunate thing, right?
1: Yeah, it's really tough.
2: Yep. That's that's what's going on in Russia. I read a thing. I mean I, yeah. hearsay, hearsay, objection, hearsay, but um, I read a thing saying that The people fighting there are like dirt poor um, because for $5,000 you can buy your way out of the military. So anybody's family that has $5,000 for them can can pay for them to get away.
1: So they're like the poorest of the poorest.
2: It's just always the poor that fucking die for these things, right? It's not the old days when the king would march in and fucking inspire his troops. I mean, for the kings that did that shit. But, you know...
1: Well, you're seeing the Russians retreating and the Russians ab- abandoning their posts and quitting. And they're young and they're not well trained and they're, they, don't wanna, they have no reason to be fighting this war.
2: Yeah, no one should have a reason to fight a war. There should be no reason, except for well,
1: the Ukraine is fighting. What they have a reason? They're protecting their homeland and they're defending. They do, but I mean,
2: there should be no invaders. There should be no reason for anybody to be an aggressor. If no one's an aggressor, no one's a defender. No, that's that's fair. And then we all just fucking kumbaya, and we give everyone some. And then,
1: so the second half of this movie never used to be my favorite, and I kind of didn't like the second half of this movie, like back in the day. But watching it today, I got to fucking say, I really liked the second half of this movie. I thought it was quite well done. And I think it was quite, I really love the way they wrap it up at the end. And they're singing that song and that that piece of voiceover that actually Brent does for his quote. I was quite, uh, I thought it was quite powerful.
2: They're singing Uh, the Mickey Mouse Club
1: yeah they were and which is is such a
2: perfect emphasis sorry yeah yeah
1: totally it really really worked for me this time the whole piece of the movie the only thing once again and it wasn't Matt what that bothered me was is like I couldn't stand that they kept standing there watching that person suffer and then take her out but once again you know what I mean it doesn't that's just how Matthew Modine's character reacted to it so you're supposed to feel that way yeah, they're like. They're I have a different opinion on on what
0: it. I would do, and I got an appreciation out of it. So yeah, I think it's meant to. It does a great job of that. Um, the the second half of the movie, right, had some challenges. there was some, definitely some stuff that um could have been cut down, and and probably would have had me feeling a little bit better. Like most of the stuff with the prostitutes is like funny, but doesn't really have a spot. Yeah, I get
1: rid of it does every war movie has that in it yeah too? It like
0: where they they get their camera stolen from the cafe when we when we first see joker and Rafterman in the start of the second half of the movie um which is the longer half too because the first half of the movie is 40 40 minutes and the second half is like an hour and um 10 an hour or and something. 30 at least i think no an hour and yeah an hour and 10 an hour and 20 it makes that part of the movie seem a little bit longer. So I think they needed to make some harder choices around cutting down some of that stuff, which, you know, the so when the camera gets stolen, that really doesn't amount to anything. The camera being stolen isn't a big deal. And then later on when the whole unit is with the girl and they like pass her around and Animal Mother ends up grabbing her from the, the I forget that black soldier's name, but and says like horrible racist shit to him and just walks inside and then it like fade out. That's just how soldiers were. And it's like, what? It was <laughs> harsh, but it just it didn't belong in this movie. It didn't it didn't really do much for me.
1: I agree. I would have taken all that stuff out too. It's also super cliche and like really boring and uh, and been in other the thing war is, movies. Though, is it
2: cliche because this movie was one of the ones that made it though? Because I think this it, no, this I think dialogue was... this dialogue from this from this hooker is iconic. I mean, yeah, it is, is immortalized true. in the Two Live Crew song "Me So Horny." Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's fine. But oh, like, does so that mean funny. that it should still oh, stay in the movie? Oh,
1: so. I, I'm not, not. I don't. I. But looking, no. At the I'm not disagreeing now, that, that it could go. Gone. It could
2: definitely go. But yeah, it is iconic. Now. And I, I. I. mean, when <clears> we do these old movies, it can be a little tricky because we forget this movie's what eighty-seven. Did you say eighty-five? Yeah. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Okay, so Jesus, thirty-four years ago.
1: That's why I'm saying back ago? in the day it was okay, and it did spark the Me So Harney song. And that is fine. But today, it doesn't hold up and it should be removed. That's all I'm saying.
2: No, no, no. And I'm down with that. I'm just Yay. saying. The other two. Yeah, thing times have changed,
1: said. baby. Come on, be so horny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hate, I hate because you know that they're like, it seems like they're making fun of the way they talk. And I know that's what goes on, but they are, it just makes yeah. me uncomfortable to watch. Like, and when an animal mother says that shit, it's just, it's, I mean, I know that it seemed like, especially then because you could say outwardly racist shit and keep your job um i'm not saying i want to do that i'm just saying that was the time so when animal (laughs) mother does that maybe that's why people are like you know not reacting so much
1: (laughs) i don't know i also don't like when people use it and yeah i mean i feel like the stuff he did in this movie for the time and of the movie that was taking place was okay i hate when people uh, use it in a i you know, there's a, Tarantino uses it sometimes in a way that I'm uh, suspicious. Just about. waiting
2: to hear it.
0: Yeah,
1: just, I'm just a little suspicious about how much he uses it. Oh, but, I totally uh, in, this agree. Movie, in this movie, I was fine. I was fine with it.
0: <clears throat> um, I'm suspicious though. But like a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the action stuff is is done is done pretty well in this. Like the gasoline fires and the burned out buildings, brick buildings are a little hard to. Yeah,
1: I don't like that
0: to take these days. The lighting Smol- is beautiful. maybe, but but yeah. it was obviously just gas. It's just like, burning.
1: what is burning inside these concrete buildings? What, what exactly is on fire? Like constantly.
2: That to me looks <laughs> like a set, like very yeah. clearly at the end there.
0: Yeah. there's a And few. I mean,
2: that's fine, but for a while it feels like I'm watching a war play kind of, because some of the dialogue too, um, like a lot of the stuff in this movie is, is dialogue obviously, but it, doesn't feel like it it just flows you allow Mm -hmm. it yeah but later on in the second part um there are some parts that feel very labored i would say one is when joker meets animal mother um there's that little long cock that they do which i'm fine with but it just goes a little too far with it and it's like you're like okay because now you've taken me out of it um, there's some the stuff interviews, like
0: interviews. the interviews do that too for me like it's it's an interesting part of the movie because like we're supposed to be following Joker and he is a reporter but then they have a film crew that has nothing to do with any of our characters going around doing interviews in yeah, two different scenes that, yeah. that are drawn out and I, I kind of understand like that was a part of it but when it's, they start doing the interviews I like what what Joker said because it was funny but then they interview some of the other guys and then Animal Mother has his shit to say and uh, and Rafter man is like, "I want to yeah, sometimes I go to the gun, sometimes I do this. I don't know how much that stuff fit for me this time. I liked it better when it was the character study and not the show everybody how fake you can be and how big your your dicks are on TV. I don't know. It, it didn't really do it for me there either. Yeah. Like the stuff when they're fighting or or you know catching up even the stuff with Cowboy and Joker like actually had a bit of impact for me because they went through the same shit, and he hasn't seen his buddy in a while so that works but then yeah, yeah the whole like thing with too. Animal Mother just goes on it's like just two beats too long um, and then they leave it between them with animosity that never plays out later
1: you so also, yeah you also have those those interviews there's too many of those interviews you should have picked the best five and then got rid of the other like ten like you didn't need that whole section needed to be trimmed back
0: yeah and like, um, it's was, it was too much like the, the scene where they're over the mass grave and, and the, the colonel comes up and gets in Joker's face. Like I like all that stuff. That's not yeah, I that's like not that a sidebar. That gets Joker to talk about the duality of man and to get to show how his opinion would be looked down on um, by people. So so like all that stuff was good. And most of their fight was good. The, the trigger discipline in this for soldiers is repugnant, man. It's so bad with <laughs> fingers on triggers all over the place in camp sweeping people and like walking just on patrol like I don't think you'd have finger on trigger just walking a patrol
2: when they're going through those sniper problems later that one fucking guy uh, cowboy is straight up pointing his rifle at snowball or whatever the fuck for a while Yep. like (laughs) and I was like I was like what the fuck man like yeah the whole number one part of your job is to not shoot the wrong people right
0: yeah I get, so another thing that gets me is I get a little confused with uh, where I am as they're leading up to where the sniper nest is because the, the, the first guy, the black guy, is it the black guy that goes up first and gets shot or no? He goes to rescue.
1: Oh, I thought it was the black guy. They made the black guy go point and I'm like point suicide. That's the worst. Anyway, he, yeah, it was, it was
0: the black guy. So he runs up and stands in the middle of like a four way intersection and and gets gunned down, right? So
2: yeah, which is so dumb and frustrating
0: that. That thing. is dumb and frustrating for sure, considering how careful everyone was being. Was it eight um, ball? Yeah, might I think be. it might have been eight ball. Yeah, April. it is. So, but and if I'm thinking when they show from the soldiers behind the wall shows their perspective, you see the building on the left of screen, and then the roadway, the causeway, the the cross section on the right of screen. And I'm thinking, like, so he runs past this building we're looking at and gets shot from another building behind and to the left. Why doesn't the unit fucking move left around that building that we can only see a piece of and flank from the left? Why are they running right and putting themselves into that causeway again?
2: They don't know where he, where the sniper is. That's why at the end, Animal Mother's like, hey, where is it? And I guess. Points and the sniper lays into him. That building, and that that, that layout of that building, actually, you're right, you have no sense of place there, um, what's going on, which I guess y- you know, you could argue that that's to make you feel that that confusion yep. also. But yep. I feel as the audience, I wouldn't mind a little, um, Clarification. A little assistance yeah, there. It would help me. And that also contributes to that feeling of it being a set because yeah. it doesn't feel like any rational fucking designer would build that arrangement of buildings with that little like trifecta overhang corner or whatever the fuck <laughs> little yeah. courtyard like, thing in the middle As an
1: urban planning and designer yeah. you never do that. It just, it just looks really
2: was. stupid to me and never really vibes. So yeah. I don't really understand that whole
0: layout. Yeah. And while they do take out the sniper animal mother is insane running up there and being like it's just one person. I'm like you don't know that. Just because no one else shot at you so, like, they yeah, should have just left. Un- Cowboy was absolutely right that, unfortunately, the the one guy that was down that was horrible, that the second man ran out against orders and got gone down, also horrible. But w- you pull back at that point, you can't approach. So all that could have been avoided.
2: You don't know that there's a tank sitting around the corner. Like, That's You just don't true. know fucking anything. That's true. I did. Did you guys find that Cowboy maybe had, like, a little um, supernatural foresight there? Because <laughs> he, seemed, he seemed to be really genuinely concerned um, for moving into that spot, for dealing with that.
0: I think he was just not ready to be put in charge. You're yeah, right, that too. did seem to have a thing. Because he was like, fuck, it's on me now, okay, and everyone like looked to him which was great but I don't he, think he quite he's had the too confidence too indecisive
1: yeah he wasn't re- he wasn't ready he wasn't confident I mean yeah he did That's make the right the
0: hard right decision at the end was to pull back it's just he, his men sensed his weakness and went over his head I don't yeah, think exactly. you can pull
2: back there can you don't you have to at least look and see what the situation is before um, you abandon a guy
0: yeah yeah probably you do probably you do I
2: don't you think you
0: leave anyone behind I don't know I don't know what they were doing. They're Marines. They wouldn't leave people behind. They don't do that. So didn't probably got to go check that guy out. No but you idea. know how is go flank the left, flank the left. <laughs> then you can come around He's the building. Wrong. At least split up the men's half go left, but, half go right.
1: But they were shooting straight, though. They didn't know the sniper was on the left. They were shooting straight at a building <laughs> straight ahead of them. Dangerously then, close
0: to the men who were down. And so well.
1: they, are, they yeah. thought that the person was straight ahead of them, but they were like way to the left. They had no clue till they came around that corner. So that and, made sense to me. And really they, they amazing. They were just shooting at nothing.
0: It's, I'm, it's, not, it's totally true. They wouldn't have hit shit doing what they were doing. Um, that sniper, that young no, lady. That a different direction. That young lady was using an AK 47 um, and was sniping people accurately. Like, put one through his leg, boom. Put one through his arm, boom. Through the yeah, leg again? She wasn't boom. that far. No, but. With a still, rifle
2: like that with the scope, I think she could. No scope, though. It's not too much. No she scope. Had scope on there, didn't she? I thought nope. she
1: had a scope. Yeah, I didn't I see. It, one. Might have been iron, it, it might have been iron sights. I think it was the water hitting the iron sights. It might have been. John Anyways, really no guns. I don't know. She's anything She's a crack about shot. <laughs> but I'm the question shot. is: the question is, does it hold up though? Well, excellent question. Who wants to go first? He who
2: he who dealt oh. it smelt it. So yeah. I'll go first. Take I'll absolutely
1: walk. go first. No, it, to me this movie holds up. <gasps> A yeah, Kubrick thumbs really does. up? Is that our first yeah, Kubrick thumbs this, up? I think, I think this is his only good movie, guys. My, I, think this is I it. gave
2: Kubrick a thumbs up, but you guys just completely disregarded. Oh, right, yeah. Sorry, remember. we
1: forgot about that because we we know that it was like, <laughs> you're going to take it back later. I'm um, not. <laughs> <laughs> I have you not ever taken it You really should. It's okay, it's okay. But nah, so this, stand one holds up, this one holds up because the... The story that it tells and the themes and the messages that are in this movie are, are even more relevant today than they were back then. And like. They're more powerful because we now can see how just how fucked up what they're doing to these people is like we could see it before, but now we're super sensitive to it and to me it made it much more difficult to watch this movie this time I've seen this movie probably like 20 times but I, I never saw it look like this so yeah it totally holds up for me I love the ending with the voiceover and that, that it uh, ends on a positive note like he's on a positive note right now in the war and he's, he's happy and I, they thought that was kind of a cool ending like even though like they went through the shit it was ended on a positive note with the simple music and the simple voiceover. I wonder if that was his original ending. I'd be interested to know if that was an editing. Hmm. Something they found in the editing room. Hmm. All right, who's next?
0: What do you think, Brent? You got an opinion you want to share?
1: Oh, wait, you're going to make yeah, I got Brent an opinion.
2: Go? <laughs> I got an opinion. Um, it does hold up to me, but I found it actually quite different than Colin. I found the ending not to be so much of like a celebration as much of like... Like I was saying, like this war this movie to me seemed seemed anti-war, right? Like like you guys were talking about the the horror um of the impact on an individual going into these situations and um and then on top of it, just like people sacrificing their lives, all the casualties of war, like all the shit that goes on with this. Um I think that Fuck! <laughs> cannot believe I lost my fucking place. It's because I diverged <laughs> from where I was. God damn
0: you, like a Robert so Frost. I think you're trying to say you're yeah. going to say
1: that it's thought. It's thoughtful. Yes, thank
0: kidding. you. I don't thank know you're going to say. Thank you. Say what, thank you. No, 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 no. That's, that, right. that's, that's right. That's
2: right. So yes, it's a, it's like an anti-war, uh, flick, right? Like this is a protest. And at the end, what I found was it was almost like um, a comment, unlike the imperialistic, like like United States right the way that like the world is it looks like the world is on fire and but they are marching triumphantly with the fucking like with the Mickey Mouse Club right with like which to me just like symbolizes like this this idealism or this like false like confidence in their in their task right and like so it's like kind of like you know everyone else be fucked we're we're bringing Americanism to the world, type of thing.
1: Right? <laughs> oh wow! <coughs> okay.
2: Um, yeah, holds up,
1: Johnny. <laughs> you follow that? <laughs> <laughs> um, me and Brent, me and Brent. Uh, yes. What do you got? <laughs> th- this movie
0: is a uh, a really interesting and important look. At war in a non-glorified way. Um, there's nothing flashy about this. A lot of people die in slow motion. A lot of people get shot in slow motion in this.
1: But it's gruesome, though.
0: That is, it is pretty gruesome. Yeah. Um, there's a,
1: the violence is very realistic in this.
0: Yeah, it's heavy and it's hard hitting. And like what happens to Lawrence hits you hard. And. What happens to Joker and, and and watching him like have to go through the stuff with Cowboy and, and everything they go through in the second half is uh, it's all it's, I don't know it's it's real it gets you close it gives you a lot of different perspective um, and I think it leaves me scratching my head at the end but not from a perspective of I don't get it like I get that Joker now is like done this crazy thing up close and personal and he's going to live this kind of duality of man thing. Like, cause part of the duality of man is making it work and keeping it together. And I think that he fought his darkest demons there and came out like lucidly on the other side that he's like not Lawrence. He's not going down that road. And he's, I think that makes him kind of, He's ready to face if you face death that closely, like stepping out from behind a corner and having a stolen cold sniper start to unload a clip at you because your gun misfired, uh, and then th- that would be about as close to death as you could come, as close to certain death as you could come. So to face that. Right, he
1: fucks up too. He also messes up there. He, he had to, drop on, he had to drop on her. His gun jam. His
0: gun jam though.
1: Did it jam? I'm
0: I'm guessing. I don't think he'd be going. In I with saw a, him panic a, it when, she when he goes to fire. Yeah, like, the primer definitely didn't go off.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? I, th- I interpreted that as he panicked, and then that other guy had to come in and save his ass. He did wait too long.
0: He did. Ex- That's what uh, I
1: mean, yeah. And his pistol, like, he was even fumbling with his sidearm. Well, at that um,
0: point, you'd be panicking so bad with bullets. But I think
1: Kubik obviously did this intentionally because he didn't want Modine's character to cross a line. Right. So he had her mortally w- wounded, and then Modine did still have to kill her, but... Killer out of mercy and not out of hatred, which is what's so smart about it. But, but I think that's why at the end, when you see them singing the Mickey Mouse Club song and they're walking, and he, the voiceover, he's I, don't lo- know. I see, think he's lost a little bit of his humanity, and he feels like he's a part of the club now. Do you know what I mean? Well, and that's just, a little scary. Losing, it's a little scary and fucked up.
0: In losing that part of his humanity, though, that's why he's not afraid anymore.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Because he's that that part that would be afraid to die, like he's faced it and he's come out the other side on top. So he's like, yeah, that's it. I'm I'm like super stoked.
1: He's the member of the club now, and so the it kind of ends on this weird positive note. Like uh, I (laughs) I think it's kind of brilliant. It's it's Uh, so. I I think this is his best best uh, like all together movie, like from beginning to end. You had a weird structure too. You had your turn. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you already said it held up.
0: I did not yet.
1: I apologize. No, it's all
0: good, man. It's all good. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Please. What I was saying, though, something interesting that you said just will trigger me again as to how complicated this must be to think about is that you said he killed her in mercy, but the fact that they were all like there and that she was gunned down and dying was because of vengeance. So... Did they kill her out of mercy or kill her out of vengeance, right? it's That's something I think would toil with someone. And if you think of it from another angle, if I was in war and I came back and you were like, what was it like? I'd be like, man, I'd manned, man, manned a 60 and M60 in this trench and a bunch of guys came in. I think I got a couple of them. It was crazy. And then I went back to the barracks. Oh, yeah, cool. What else happened? Well, then there was this girl... And she got shot and she tried to shoot me and missed. And then we all stood around her, like five or six of us. And she was like, shoot me, shoot me. And we were like, oh, what are we going to do? And he was like, let that bitch die. And I was like, I don't know if we can do that. And it was like, well, you do something about it. So I cocked my pistol and I sat there for a good three, four seconds. Then I blew her fucking brains out. That's a much different, a much different story to tell about war.
1: I, but I Holds don't know if up. you tell that. I just don't know if you hold tell that. Story.
0: I know, but you got to live with it, right?
1: Not uh, at you parties. It, you and tell stuff. it in
0: group. You tell it in group. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you tell it you in got group. got it. You
1: got And he'll be the type of guy who'll go to the uh, free therapy sessions. Unfortunately, there won't be very good therapy <laughs> sessions. But
2: <laughs> he'll go there and hide his pain. It's with free. Jokes. It's
0: Any, free. Anyway, right? this movie is one of the best movies at like getting giving you a sense of of the horrors that soldiers deal with to become soldiers and to be a soldier. Yeah, and for that reason, I think it holds up. I'm going to say this Kubrick holds up. It's a this little is long. The they best. could have trimmed.
1: Is, yeah, of course. But yeah, but this, this, this is the best.
0: This is the best Kubrick movie from a beginning
1: to beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. I mean, there's more directing and stuff in some of the other movies that like is so amazing, but
0: it's cohesive. It it makes sense. It 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 it. I guess it had some good source material because I didn't read that story but um,
1: I love the fucked up structure I like that the structure is fucked up and it works it works fine uh, I love when a movie breaks rules and gets away with it and there's there's just components about it that make those changes are those those irregularities okay and this pulls that off I think
0: yeah surprisingly so surprisingly so um, and yeah I think you can there's a lot you can interpret in your own way and there's a lot that uh
1: Yeah, there's tons to interpret in this and discuss, and
0: yeah, and this like this isn't um, like Saving Private Ryan has its moments where you're like, God damn, like what these guys went through—that's mental. But this movie like sticks with you. There's a psychological element of this that's very uncomfortable, from from piles like very up close and personal suicide to, you know, they didn't even show. Uh, Joker doing what he did at the end, but you know what happened and it's it fucks with your head, right? So, this it's movie the, does um, that. It's the thriller psychological element of this movie comes through like solid, even after multiple viewings for me. Like, there were times in this movie I was just like, God damn.
2: It balances well by giving you the spectrum, right? Because you've got everyone from pile to like you know, animal mother, and then you've got all the shades in between of, of um, you know people that have this this disability ability or this uh you know this innate maybe um skill for military life it's it's interesting i think that helps make um make this meaningful you know you go through these motions with the people you experience these alternate emotions like look at how we all took different things from different scenes I, I like the way that he does that because he juxtaposes those characters and it, it like it provides tension and clarity at the same time. You yeah. could, Am you I could up ha- my ass there?
1: No, there's those podcasts out there who like break things down scene by scene. So they'll do like a whole episode on like the first scene of a movie and then they do the whole movie. This would be a perfect movie to do that with. You could yeah. go through, you could do one an episode of a podcast talking about each scene in this movie and why it's in the movie. And how he directed it and why it's effective. I think... Yeah, this would be really cool to do that with.
0: I think when I was younger and saw this, I would find the first half of this movie funnier, like how ridiculous Arlie Ermey was being. Yeah, I would yeah. have laughed and been like, I Listen to all this racist stuff he's saying. He's like a crazy guy. But now, as I am older and I'm slightly wiser, but not by much, um, it's kind of scary because you feel like, yeah. That'd be it. These be these people just yelling the most heinous shit for the times. Whatever is acceptable by Marine standards these days for language, as harsh as they could be, they'd be in your face with it and find out how to get under your skin. And that's their job. And it's so He's messed open, up. I, I still think it's not, nah, I still think it's messed up that <laughs> how mean and how much I hate Ermi, and then how much I also appreciate that he was able to turn Pile into an amazing soldier. It's just so he's like he was so amazing at his job he turned that guy around so like kudos to you guy who got shot in the chest point blank. <laughs> that's weird that's weird that I think that because it's heinous what he's doing to them do I hate yeah, him do is. I hate the army it's terrible what he's doing did he deserve what he got like that, that's really tough to, to toil with because he didn't deserve what he got he was paid to be that mean they all signed up they signed papers saying please let this man be mean to me so we can be better people and he's like, but that's done. Look at he, Band
2: of Brothers. Band of Brothers talks about that guy being like so fucking hard on them as the reason why they survived in such like a large yeah, percentage, yep. I think.
1: That's what I'm saying. But those people are made to be there and they will they will not only excel, but will understand and appreciate what was done for them. These other people will be ruined their whole lives. They'll either commit suicide or they'll go home and they won't know what to do with themselves. 'Cause they're so messed up from going through just the training, never mind all of the other horrors they're going to see. So you gotta be able to have a system that can weed out the people who can not only handle it but excel at it and they're good at it. And the ones who are gonna be broken shells that I'll never have relationships with other human beings. I mean, how do you tell? you watch them for you yeah yeah it's a you gotta it'll be a slow it's not doesn't start out that way you know what i mean start out slower and you know through the process weed them up. you gotta weed them out
2: what do you mean yeah. i just need to pretend to be fucking lame and they'll be like oh so there's movies about that you. too
0: where people are trying to get four f'd um yeah. uh we mentioned band of brothers which is an amazing mini series if you're into war stuff and haven't seen that check it out pacific second part of that also done by Spielberg and Hanks. Slightly more depressing (laughs) but also solid uh, war film stuff. Also Check out Generation Kill on HBO if you have that. Oh yeah, yeah. Miniseries, yeah, great. really, really great film about the first uh, Iraq War and some a lot of uh, faces that you'd recognize now because it's old school. Some older. I'm gonna watch
1: HBO. that again now that you've mentioned been-
0: it. Start to finish, really great. You'll see the um, the the gunny gunny sergeant in that one just getting around telling the boys about shaving their mustaches and then having a mustache growing content. He's just always on them to keep them on their toes, like exactly what we were talking about with what gunny was doing here. So. You can see oh, little Godfather. things like that. Godfather,
2: I fucking yeah, love it. Yeah, and Godfather.
0: the incompetence of the the k- chain of command and how the we're well, all going to watch it tonight. Everybody, oh, it's, su- it's such <laughs> well, a good thing. I'm
1: not going to work tomorrow. I got tomorrow off, so and I'm wh- going to stay up all night and watch that. It's What's not his that name, long. Uh, Alexander, six Skarsgård. Six Alexander Skarsgård.
0: Alexander yes. Skarsgård, who I love from True Blood and from the upcoming movie The Northman, which is getting good which reviews. Is like I can't fucking wait out to see right it. This
2: weekend is it? Oh, yeah, I think it is. It's
0: got eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So oh, I've been so pumped about I'm that. I'm definitely jacked to see it. I love him. So he is amazing. He's the lead guy in uh, Generation Kill.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then what's our next movie, John?
0: Uh, 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 Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
1: That's not true, is it? It is very true awesome it is
0: it is yeah then we're going with uh other movies in may the very maybe not well seen but we talked about it so we're probably going to do it is death to smoochie
1: we have to do that movie Um, Uh, i'd love to to watch that again
0: okay then we're gonna (coughs) get our star wars original trilogy Wrapped up with Return of the Jedi.
1: Thank God. This is going to be the and best then, one.
0: Then in May, <laughs> we're going to wrap up May <laughs> with something that we've not been looking forward to. I'm sorry to say uh, Schindler's List. No, I mean, why? <sighs> <You said.
1: sighs>
0: Schindler's why? List, the kind of movie that probably you only watch once or twice in your life. Just because once you fuck. watch
1: it once. So we're
0: going to watch it again for y'all. Well,
1: yeah, thanks, guys. It.
2: You haven't? No, I steered yeah. away from this. My family is in Holland during that the stuff and it was like, it seemed to just be close to home yeah. and I just never wanted to watch it. Like I saw that little scene with the girl with the red jacket and I was like, I watched a lot of disturbing stuff, but I was like, that just seems like maybe it's a little too well crafted emotionally and. Yeah, it like is. What, we'll you, watch
1: it together. We'll watch it together yeah. in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm going to sit right beside me? you, baby. I'm going to sit right beside you. I called Put Davis. your hand on my leg. If <laughs> Hillary's there, she has to sit on the other side.
2: Yeah, you guys can...
0: Uh,
1: well, like, yeah, mush sandwich you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Real nice.
0: Real Don't nice. Well, I didn't know they stack shit as high as us, but they do. So <laughs> there you go. Thanks for joining us for this one, everybody. It's great to have you, as always. Keep your eyes peeled for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, one of the first kind of decent efforts at molding, uh, melding uh, animation with live action. And Bob Hoskins, I think, I don't know if it's going to hold up, but Bob Hoskins is going to be <laughs> awesome in this.
1: We'll see. I'll just tell you that right the
0: <laughs> fuck now. Bob Hoskins, 10 out of 10. Everything else, maybe shit. I don't know. Please. Okay. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm not going to try that again. So, yeah, thanks for coming out. We'll tune in next week for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Thanks for coming out. And as always, folks, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is HoldUp_Podcast. underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week.